Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Frog Brothers Podcast. Guess I'm, what? I'm the host, Algic, and your other host is Justin Ass. Justin, my ass. <laughs> Justin, your ass. I don't know. Justin, whose ass? Surprised you didn't say Justin Time or some shit like that. That's usually what I get. No, that's lame as hell. Justin Ass. I'm just an ass to you. I know my ass is nice. No, it's in. like a Lego man. Just in ass. Oh, I thought you said an ass. Typical nonsense bullshit. Just hey, so ass. this fucking week we're talking about the goddamn Star Wars movies. And Star a, Wars movies. There's a fuck ton of them by now. I like Star Wars. Do you like, do you like uh, that Yoda, huh? He's some uh, Attack of the Clones, right? Uh, that yoga guy, man. He's real fucking special. That little green guy that looks like a fucking Kermit the Frog fucked Miss Piggy? Yeah. That guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty powerful. He's got that little wood stick and he beats up that robot guy? That's like a really good movie. <laughs> you were drifting into Carl territory. I know. Teen Hunger Force. Exactly. It's beautiful. Starts warping and changing. Anyway. Yes. You, you want to get into this? Yeah. Are we going to go back and forth on this one? Oh, man. That's a good question. So this segment is a, a ranking. So we're ranking all the Star Wars movies first to last, and it's our official rankings here. Uh. Now, some people might get triggered in this. Some people might have their opinion about us changed. But the moral of the story is we want to know what how you fucking rate the Star Wars movies. This includes all nine of the Skywalker Saga films and the standalone films and the animated Clone Wars film. Much to Nick's displeasure, we have excluded the Ewok movies from this list. Yep. So, uh, what's your number 12? What's last place? Or do you want to start with the top and work our way down to shit list? No, we'll start with the shit. Okay. All right. And actually, Nick, what's your what's the last place for you? The last Jedi. Really? Mm-hmm. That's the absolute. Okay. I mean, hard disagree, but whatever. <laughs> it has its good parts, though. I don't know if we watched the same movies, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, so my number 12. I could explain. 
Well, you chose not to. You had your chance, so you're fucking... Well, I've already just... explained to him, I think. Well, mine is Solo, a Star Wars story. No. Finally yeah. a sane man. That sane. movie's fucking hot diarrhea garbage. It is. The now, only thing that movie has going for it is Donald Glover and a little bit of Chewbacca. Donald Glover and uh, that real short scene with Darth Maul at the end. Yeah, but even that, you're like, okay, I'm getting teased Darth Maul for nothing, basically. I've never seen anything to follow that up. I see him on a fucking hologram. He's in the cartoons. Before that. This isn't... Like, you know what I mean? This is teases live action, and then you don't get that satisfaction ever, so it's fucking wasted. Even that. Well, he was probably going to be in Solo 2. Which, dear God, (laughs) thank God we're not getting that hot fucking steaming garbage. I'd have to pin my fucking eyes out in the theater. Now, I will tell you this. If... If you... Just pretend like Han Solo's a different character. Like Han Solo's brother or some shit that a sequel would do. <laughs> it's actually a halfway entertaining movie at his points. Jeff Solo. But the fact of the matter is, is Alden, whatever his fucking name is, is fucking terrible as Han Solo and ruins the fucking movie because he takes me out of every fucking scene he's in in the moment. The character they wrote is not Han Solo either. It is not written as Han Solo. It's written as Bob Dolo. I don't fucking yeah. know. Some asshole. It's not the same guy. Feels like a straight-to-video sequel for that actor. You're like, how did you get this guy to be Han Solo? Like, what fucking American Pie number 85 did you fucking find him in and choose to fucking put him in this movie right? for? Jesus Christ. He was in, like, a Coen Brothers movie the year before that. Yeah, well, fuck him. Nominated for, like, sucks. Oscars and shit. And I'm sorry, you might be a very kind, nice person in life, but what kind of fucking pompous, arrogant piece of shit... <laughs> thinks they can fucking go down, talk to their agent, go audition for fucking Han Solo, and think that you're as good as Harrison Ford is going to be. Or was. Excuse me. You need to see a fucking shrink, because you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> All right, what's your number 12, Alec? Solo. <laughs> All right! Exactly. <laughs> I don't, I'm not even going to go on a rant on it, because you just did it for me, and I don't have to now. I appreciate that. All right. Because I don't need too much hate in my life. No, so I just will. I will give that the double stamp. There's things I like in that movie that I find fun, but overall, it's my least favorite. Nick, eleven. Phantom Menace. Any reason for that? Besides the obvious. Everyone has different opinions here. Give us any dislikes or likes of the movie. Specific dislikes. Um, More than just like. Jar Jar Binks, obviously. It's, do you agree? Do you hate Jar Jar Binks? It's similar to my reasons for Last Jedi. Is the humor was a little silly. I don't. I don't want to see cutesy child Darth Vader and. Uh, but you like Solo. Not. I don't like Solo. Which is, I know. I'm just giving you I, shit. I don't have as low <laughs> as you guys. I. Yeah, he's not a good. Han Solo, particularly, but who would be besides Harrison Ford? But I think on the, I don't know, it's competently put together for the most part. All right. Well, Phantom my num- Menace was kind of boring, I thought, and the effects haven't held up. I mean, you know, it's not a hot take to say a Phantom yeah. Menace is yeah. not a good Star Wars movie. Yeah, so. like no, we're not going <laughs> to argue that on this point in the list. Yeah. Uh, my number eleven is Clone Wars. Um, they basically even admitted that it's kind of an after-the-fact thought when they created the TV series. They kind of put that in there to be a preface to the TV series when they're developing it. Um, 
I'll just say right now that that's also my number 11. Okay, yeah. And, it's, and I should say that's not on my list at all because I don't remember it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's Yeah, I've only watched it once, so that's... I, I remembered... I don't know. I would rather watch that again now than Solo, so that's why I put it above it. <laughs> Basically, me. <laughs> like, yeah. if I was to choose between the two, I'd watch Clone Wars because it's probably going to have more to do with something like Mandalorian that I care about than yes, Solo. Yes, exactly, and and to me, that's, uh, that's another reason why it's there. The animation's fine. You know, it kind of... They find their unique style that they're going for. Everything else is fine. Like, we all know Dave Filoni's a competent director. He's gone on to direct... The Clone Wars animated series, he's done episodes of Mandalorian now, right? So it's his competency is there. It's just that movie was kind of the afterthought, not amazing. So, all right, number 10. Nick. Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Attack of the Clones, okay. All righty then. It's also kind of boring, I thought. <laughs> such, such elaborate explanation. Thanks for the fucking insight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Should I have actually given that mic to him? <laughs> well, it's still my mic, but he's just using it. What? Uh, what's your number 10, Justin? The Phantom Menace. Any uh, likes, dislikes? I said more than you. The biggest things I dislike about The Phantom Menace is how the fuck does Darth Vader not remember making C-3PO when he creates that? Did he create him from a kit? Because you see other droids like that. Did he patent that design and widely circulate it? Right? I think the original trilogy was just made before. You're laughing at yourself, Nick. No one else is laughing at you. We're laughing at you, not with you. No, they made... That's why. Well, I mean, that is the logical reason in our universe. Yeah. But it is not within the Star Wars universe. So that's the first thing on there. Obviously, the kid that plays... Anakin is, like, not compelling. He's kind of boring. But there's elements in that story that I like, right? Qui-Gon Jinn's great. Uh, Ewan McGregor introduced as Obi-Wan is good. Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan is great. Darth Maul, one of the most iconic fucking Sith villains. The best best villain of the fucking prequel trilogy. I will say, though, Darth Maul suffers from Boba Fett syndrome in this because he doesn't get to do enough cool shit, and he just gets pretty fucking wiped off the slate really quick once He's you're around him. It's like, just like Boba Fett or Captain Phasma where you're like, this person has such cool awesome potential. No. It's like one of the coolest character designs in the Star Wars universe and the character has like, mm, they don't do much, you know what I mean? That's I all know, I'm saying. But I'm saying, yeah, like that character has that potential there, right? Yeah, and that then... lightsaber battle? That's the reason that movie is higher on my list. Yeah, that lightsaber battle in there... Lightsaber, lightsaber battle in Duel of the Fates, right there. That oh yeah, that fucking piece of the score alone. Yeah, yeah. It's more that piece of music is more iconic than anything from the new sequel trilogy. I can't. Absolutely. I have no sequel trilogy music in my head that isn't just like rehashes of other stuff that you recognize. You know. Yeah, even though it's all the same composer, but still. Right. Like that was that felt really fresh and timely for what it was at the time. Still holds up too. Uh, what's your number ten? Rise of Skywalker. That's fair. Um, this was the only one, the only Star Wars movie I've seen in a theater, and in the theater itself, been like, man, I'm a. Does this suck? Like I was, a, uh, you have to understand, I was a kid when the, I was eight years old when Phantom Menace came out. That was fucking bread and butter. There, I could see no nothing wrong with that movie when it came out as a kid. Same with up to Revenge of the Sith, even. Now, as you get older, you realize there's flaws in them, but they're still, 
I could argue those ones, and I'll argue those when I get to them. But Rise of Skywalker, in the theater, I was disappointed from almost the opening sequence. Actually, the opening sequence. The part where it shows Kylo Ren doing a bunch of badass shit at the very beginning while he's searching around is cool. And then as soon as he gets into the scene with Palpatine and shit, you're like, oh no, this is bad. What am I watching? And I'll give you, a f- there's a few cool moments in that movie in general, like the battle, seeing the Knights of Ren, who are again suffering Boba Fett syndrome. Oh, we're finally going to see the Knights of Ren, and then they're wasted. Um, the fact that those movies weren't planned obviously makes this movie suffer more, so I'll give it that. And I do like seeing the Emperor back. I do like his portrayal of him. He acted as him pretty well and stuff. But the fact that he's also some sort of weird clone, potentially, and also just, like, mounted to a fucking claw machine, basically, or some weird shit, like, it's just weird vibes that I didn't like. And I can't even, like, I'm trying to even remember that movie, you know what I mean? Because I blocked it out of my head because I just did not enjoy it. Lando Calrissian's barely in there. Um, Some of the stuff with him in the spaceship's cool, but the movie just doesn't do it for me. The, Um, The pacing's crazy. Fastest. Yeah, I, I knew definitely going into it that Kylo Ren was going to be turning towards the good side at the end. Like well, that yeah. was going to happen, and then I bet I was I was thinking he was going to die right afterwards. Um, I wasn't expecting the kiss between him and Ray. That was kind of like just weird, and it's clear it feels so much more like a lustful thing because those two didn't actually really know each other. It seemed like they just wanted to fuck each other. You know what I mean? Like. Shit, man, I wish I could have fucked this guy before he well, died. Yeah, because they called him, what, a dyad in the force or whatever, though? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's weird. Um, so, I, I mean, I get it. That's my reasoning. I just don't like it very much. All right, um, number nine. Nick, what's your number nine? Uh, solo. Why is that rate above the Phantom Menace, in your opinion? Uh, it aged, well, it's not very old to age, but... I thought it was just, I don't know, a better made movie. It's not as silly. It's pointless. But it so is. But so was Phantom Menace, really. And I don't think Phantom Menace is that silly. It's pretty silly. I'm trying to remember the silly shit you're talking about, and all I remember is Jar Jar Binks. That's it. Um, yeah, maybe I mean, the Gungans in general, but that's about it. I mean, yeah, the silly usually is around him. But he's in a lot of it. He's not in that much. I just rewatched it, and I, I distinctly remember thinking Jar Jar Binks was in a lot more, but he's more in your face. But it's, he's it's silly, and then it's boring with the the plot. Yeah, and like and like you said, uh, Darth Maul's underused. And... I was just curious what made Solo stand out more to you yeah. than than that. And I so... I, I, it, it doesn't annoy me as much. That's fair. <laughs> all right, it's all personal preference. My number nine, Last Jedi. There's things I love about this movie, and there's things I fucking hate. Most importantly, let me get this out there right now. Ryan Johnson, if you ever hear this, I don't hate you as a person. I fucking hate you as a director. You suck. Looper's pretty good. Yeah, but Looper, he wasn't trying to set up his own fucking Star Wars 
trilogy by fucking shoehorning it into a fucking Star Wars movie. You shouldn't be mad at him. You should be yeah. mad at whoever gave him the job. I'd blame his bosses. I would blame <laughs> fucking J.J. Nope. Abrams for not saying, let me do all three of these and not just set up one for other people to come in and fuck up. It is not Ryan Johnson's fault. It is the planner's fault who hired him and hired everybody and, and maybe they told saw him, all of that shit maybe over. Maybe they told him to set up his new trilogy in it, too. Right. They're not just going to let him fucking do whatever he wants. You don't have full creative control when you make a Star Wars movie. I don't care who fucking you are. George like Lucas had, wouldn't. It seems like he had more. I'm going to take. He should have. But anyway, go ahead with your point. I'm going to go back to my point with someone thinking they can be Han Solo. You know, you might think you can direct a Star Wars movie. You might even think it's a good idea. But chances are, you probably shouldn't. And he fucked so much of this up. And, like, he de- he said he deliberately just did stuff to piss people off, essentially, is what he said in interviews. He's like, well, I just did it because I'd never done it that way before. I did what I wanted to do. You're like, well, you're trying to tell a co- cohesive story. What I'll tell you about that is, is that casino planet thing is one of my least favorite things in any Star Wars media ever. Yeah, but yeah. the rest of the movie, I hold in higher regard than that. But So, I hate what he did with Luke Skywalker. Although, one of the best scenes in the whole fucking sequel trilogy comes from Luke talking to Force Yoda because Yoda is the same fucking cranky old hermit that he met on Dagobah and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Same types of jokes, same types of humor. Like, it felt like that was the Yoda that, you know, has and, like, gone a little batshit crazy from to isolation. To be honest, the Luke performance from Mark Hamill as Luke and even the character written Luke in that movie, other than his sudden change of like, he keeps going back and forth or whatever. There's a little bit of that too much, but it's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, I don't mind his characterization as much as a lot of people. The only thing, my my other big gripe with that movie that puts it so low on this list, right, is the force projection, right? Luke isn't even dead, and he's able to project himself mm-hmm. into a force fight with Kylo Ren halfway across the fucking galaxy. Like, who knows where? Like, okay, I understand you have strong force, but again, it's another one of those things where... We've never even discussed a Force user being able to do this, and now here it is as a fucking plot, and it takes all of his energy, and it fucking kills him. Like, why didn't he just fucking fly out in his X-Wing and go fucking fight him in person? Because essentially all he was trying to do is do that, but he was almost too cowardly to go die, like, in a good way. It's kind of like the Force healing in Rise of Skywalker to me. Because it's like, I think somebody, it's probably been mentioned before that, you know. And it's in Mandalorian now, I get that. I think that. it was just Mandalorian that they, it was like a week before. Yeah, and that was that was a special came. episode. Like, that that episode aired right before Rise of Skywalker released. Um, what I will say in Last Jedi, the shit that sucks, regardless of the logic behind it, is Princess Leia getting sucked out of the spaceship and then flying back in. That's blown out. It doesn't matter. I, I really I don't care to argue semantics. It's a Star Trek joke. Yes, and more importantly, like in post production, they knew that she Fuck had died. Star Trek. So why didn't they just let her die there? That would yeah, have been that's the. Well, my thing is like, all right, it it just looks dumb. Thematically, it looks stupid, and they play music towards it, and I can I felt this like just awkward shame come over me for the directors and the filmmakers. Like I was embarrassed for them. The fact that they put that in the movie. When I was watching it in the theater for the first time, I was like, ooh, what are you, ooh, what are you doing there? Ooh. You mean when she's... Yeah, when she's just like... To the yeah, I was like, this is cringe. This is cringe it, city. It looks stupider than it actually is as a concept. Well, yeah. 
that's what I'm saying. Like, like it makes even sense that she can pull herself to the ship, but it just comes off. It looked bad stupid. too. They were like, it looks, it looks like a fucking plastic ballerina flying through space. Like somebody threw it over a black background. Like, yeah, it, it was yeah, weird and just upsetting. It look good yeah, anyway, that's that's why that's my number nine. There's like I said, there's some stuff that it's some of my favorite stuff from the sequel trilogy in there, but overall it was a misfire for me. And I'll get to that when I get to it, but when I get to Rise of Skywalker, I'll explain why I like that better than Last Jedi. So My number nine is the Phantom Menace. Okay. Um I mean, what what do you say? There's Jar Jar Banks and there's fucking Gungans. So obviously it sucks to some degree. But you have the pod racing scene. You have the introduction of all this shit like the Trade Federation, which a lot of people don't like the politics and I don't I just don't give a shit. I don't, I don't mind the politics, okay? So I'm fine with that. I actually find it fascinating now watching it as an adult because as a kid I didn't understand any of the politics they were talking about. It was just a Star Wars movie to be. So I think it still works as when you're a kid watching it versus an adult, you get something different out of it. Um, the Trade Federation, like weird effects. Um, we, we, there was just a thing you showed me today on the Mandalorian making of stuff where it showed like all the models of the pod racers were actually practical effects. Like yeah, when they're the not crowd. moving around and shit. And like the big yes. stadium was like a real production. Out of all the Star Wars... Out it's, of all the Star Wars movies and and content ever they made, they had more miniatures for that movie than any yes, other Star Wars. Phantom movie. Menace had more miniatures than anything else, and they're a great looking miniatures too. It that that's just fascinating, and it goes to show that like even though this is a CGI fuck fest, it's still Star Wars. You know, there's and still, there's still some shit in there. And so many of the miniatures were in different scales, right? You could see some pod racer engines that were a certain size scale compared to other things. So yeah, and you got. A really shitty looking Jabba the Hutt in there, but Jabba the Hutt no less. Um, what's his face? Watto? Yep. Um, I like Watto. It's a good. Yeah. It, it's, you know, there's may arguably a little racist there with that and Jar Jar Binks, but I like Watto. I don't like Jar Jar Binks, so. Yeah, no, Watto makes sense because he's kind of. His character makes sense for what the story's doing, right? He Jar fits Jar the Tatooine Binks, feel very well. Jar Jar Binks is a... You know, they just made him so over the top with the comic relief. You know, they wanted a large, kind of dopey character. But, like, the thing about Chewbacca being a large, dopey character is that he still kicks ass and takes care of business when he needs to, right? Which is most of the time. Other than that, he's just, like, hanging out. And Jar Jar didn't ever really have that, so... Yeah. That was... Uh, so, number eight, Nick. Are you guys all going to list, like... Is Justin's list solo, Clone Wars, <clears throat> prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy, <laughs> Rogue One, original trilogy? No. <laughs> Close, mine, but no cigar. Mine is Rise of Skywalker. You're number eight? Yeah, and... I don't think Emperor the Emperor should have come back, but for someone who likes the Emperor... You enjoy that part of it? I, I feel the same way. I really like the Emperor, and I'm not saying he shouldn't have come back, but it's like in the ter- grand scheme of the planning and everything, it's just like it like wasn't done right. He's He elevates the prequels for me, too. I like that he's in all three of them. Yes, that's very much another reason I would say I like those movies is because even as a kid, like, as a kid watching Phantom Menace for the first time, you don't really know. I didn't know that was yeah. Palpatine. 
Even though they ca might yeah, call him that, I still didn't realize that until episode two when I watched that in theaters. I remember realizing, oh, that's the fucking emperor. That's what's happening. He's persuading. Like it was so cool to realize that as a kid watching the movie. And but if, and if Rise of Skywalker made sense to the rest of the trilogy, if it was been set up, but each movie now feels like its own separate. It does. Thing. They don't feel like a they, trilogy. No, it's just three different movies. And, That's a good point. And the pacing, like I said, is just crazy fast. It's constantly moving to the next scene. There's no time to breathe. There's no time for character development. I think it's the first Star Wars, like, Skywalker Saga movie to open up and not go to, like, a space battle or something, right? Like, it goes right the down to fucking him. Yeah. Battle, yeah. But I, I enjoy it so much more than Last Jedi, though. I'm the opposite, and but Force, I get it. And... Well, I won't talk about Force Awakens yet, I guess, but that's kind so of that's your uh, that's your number eight then, okay? Yep. Well, mine's Attack of the Clones. Uh, it just uh, there's things in there that are interesting, but there's also like so much bullshit in there as well. What do you, what's the bullshit to you? Django Fett. I thought they really they did not make him a compelling character for me. Like, I just didn't care about him, right? To me, for, like, the Mandalorian piece, like, which has so much cool stuff going on with it now, and even, like, the the myth and the legend that, like, Boba Fett was just from, like, the little screen time he had and, like, the imagination of that. I like, kind of feel like they, they kind of ruined that for me. He seemed like an afterthought that they just kind of added to the movie. Well, and I get that you need that for the Clone Wars, right? Because you hear I the think... Clone Wars referenced, but... I just and maybe it could have been the actor's performance. Like See, I just that's didn't... weird because that's one of my favorite parts of that movie is Django Fett, and he's interwoven throughout the whole movie. Without Django Fett, you don't have. I like him. Yeah. Even Obi Wan and him coming to uh, the princess to protect her because he's hired a bounty hunter to kill her, so he doesn't have to do it. Well, and what's crazy is I just it's the actor who plays Django Fett. I don't like him as Django Fett, like his clone troopers and stuff, or all the other stuff he did. Like I don't, you know, it's fine. It doesn't bother me, but like. Just the way he comes off, and yeah. well, he comes off as an asshole, yeah, for sure. But I yeah. think that kind of makes sense. Well, yeah, to, to some degree, yeah. But you know, like, um, and then Count Dooku is entertaining as he potentially has to be in there. You know, like, all right, hold on, let I me like help Dooku. you out. Here's a couple things that suck in that movie: the diner scene with that fat slug guy when they're in the '50s diner. Yep, that sucks ass. That's yep, it was stupid. Um. Yoda, in the original prequel trilogy in general, just sucks because he's like, mm, I am Yoda all and wise, but I am not silly at all. Nothing like the actual Yoda, am I? No, and he's not even 100 years older. So if at 900 years old, you become tired, like, why did you change so much in 20 years? Right. I mean, I get isolations and, and right. all that stuff, but you're so connected to the Force, yeah, they, they fuck him up in there, too. Well, when he's fighting the Emperor, he's, like, hopping off walls, but as soon as he stops fighting, he's, like, struggling Ex with his cane. Yeah, well, he fights like, Dooku in this also for a second, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 It's like when he's fighting, he's got energy, and he's exactly. and he's jumping around. Well, it's like, uh, it almost makes sense if he's using the Force or something, but it is so CGI-y, it's just, like, ooh, a little bit, you know, and then... His little tiny lightsaber... Well, yeah, it's like you want to see Yoda do a lightsaber battle, but not like this. Well, you thought you did. <laughs> see, and I'm not, I guess the piece here that I really feel like is missing from this movie would have been Darth Maul. 
he could have made this True. movie more interesting. Like, you, because I'm, this, and I'm not saying that Count Dooku can't be in there and like to tell his little sliver of story that needs to be. You're all, you're also leaving out the. Um, I think the the another thing that this movie suffers, even though it, the whole plot of this movie revolves around, is uh, Anakin and fucking what's her face falling in love. Yeah. Padme. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, though, that really, when you watch this, I don't mind the fact that it picks up so far ahead of. Oh no! I mean, it's I mean, interesting choice though, when you consider just the time jumps between movies of the Star Wars trilogies in general. There's always like different like, gaps. Was like ten years, something like that. Two, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it. it yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I just almost wish, like a lot of the stuff that was in Phantom Menace could have just been like some smaller flashbacks, or just things they talked about within the first movie right that felt like you could have been had some of this going on but i felt like george lucas was so focused on doing some of the technology piece with the gungan cgi and more specifically the the uh, robot army cgi like the droid army right you know how that looks like it was very like battle-esque and looked like if you look at it now it just looks like video games right i'll just tell you while we're talking about this my number eight is also attack of the clones okay um Padme and Hanneken's love theme is one of my favorite uh, William Star Wars themes. Scar, score yeah. pieces, yeah. It's, it's a good That's one. That's what I'm yeah. saying. These these movies actually have better music than the sequel trilogy, I think. The sequel trilogy has nothing that stands out. That's what I mean. Like I can't even think of any of it in my the, head. The piece that sticks out to me the most from the sequel trilogy is Ray's theme. Like that little. Is that just because it plays on, the most out of all? On Jakku, right? Yeah, and no, like just that that little piece of it sticks in my mind the most. Like that's one when I think of the new trilogy. Like that's the piece of music I associate with it. Attack of the Clones does have his uh, legendary moment where he goes and kills all the Sand People. <laughs> I hate them. Do it. Do the whole thing. All of them, and not just the men, but the women and the children too. I don't know the whole speech. You know enough of it for it to be funny. Yeah, it amuses me. Um, yeah, they just but that that does push. They they start sowing the seeds in this too of him being a bastard towards Obi Wan Kenobi basically and just being ungrateful little fucking asshole. Um, I don't think they show their friendship. And no, that's another thing here. Like that, they you know, seem at odds. So. Yeah, he's always like trying to like. I think they do. Not enough for me. I mean, that's our. I could take that. Not enough for that betrayal to that, feel I was authentic. Say, still showing it in, later on, and for the, him to talk about how great of friends they were in the original trilogy. Yeah. All right, number seven. Revenge of the Sith. My numbers are different because I don't have my twelve. Uh, why is that land where it does? Or what do you like, dislike about it? I don't dislike anything of it other than it just has some of the flaws of the prequels. Yeah, like the too much CGI and shit like that. And the the fact that it is Hayden Christensen, which is like one of those things that's like, sometimes I really like him. Sometimes I'm like, oh, let's recast this right now. He's better in three than the other, than the two. Yeah. The script and the direction. And, and it, it's one of those things where it's never going to live up to what you imagined either. 
you know, showing how he became Vader, you know, and I'll give you that. I definitely thought when I went to the theater in this, I was going to see more Vader in outfit. You know what I mean? Mm, he showed very little. He never even had a red lightsaber in this movie, which I expected. That yeah. that would have been a cool thing to see, like, you know, him turn just a little bit earlier and, like, construct a red lightsaber or something dumb. It maybe had... I like, don't know. A black That's just, like, a dumb fan service thing in my head that I would love like to see, but, you know. <sighs> yeah, it's interesting. I like Revenge of the Sith a lot, so... Yeah, would he have kept using the blue lightsaber? I mean, at what point does this, when you become a Sith... I mean, he was already gained the title of Darth Vader. At what point do you say, I'm using a red lightsaber now? Like him, he... That's just one of those things that they never never address. Man, in the same day, I lost my wife, my two kids, my my best friend, my legs, my arm, and my name. Shit. It's like a country song written right there. It is. Oh my god, we should do that. <laughs> Country song from Darth Vader's perspective. The implication of him killing those children is pretty... pretty oh, it's pretty, pretty good. dark for yeah. Star Wars. Killing younglings. <laughs> get, them, get it right, they're younglings. Killing younglings. Oh, he's clearly okay <laughs> killing children, though. I mean, it's not like he didn't do that already, so when he killed all the women and children that were the Tusken Raiders, it's like... Yeah, but they were animals. What's your number seven, Charles? My number seven is Rise of Skywalker. Damn. That's literally like my third worst movie. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So the things that I like about this, there's more I like in this, even though it's fucking sloppy. I still like it better than... What do you like about it? I want to understand. Like, I really do, because I just can't understand it. It has two movies worth of crap crammed, because it had to be... It's busy. I get that, right? And it's sloppy for a few other things. But things I do like... um, I like that, you know, you get to kind of see where Luke's going, right? I like how he came back as his Force Ghost, had his piece, had it, and he has some sense of humor there. I felt like that was more authentic version of Luke than we saw in certain parts of The Last Jedi. That's, uh, this is my opinion. I'm not asking for years. I'm just telling you where I came from on my ranking. Palpatine, I didn't mind. Um, I like seeing Palpatine back because I like... You didn't mind. Now, what does that mean? I didn't think that was a bad choice to have him... Randomly in the third movie, but not mentioned in the other two with Snoke being killed off? Yeah. Okay, you didn't mind that at all. All right, that's where we differ then, because that's what makes this trifling garbage what, to me. What would you have done in JJ's place after what? Not included the I Emperor did? or Snoke. But what would you have done? I don't. I don't. I've really. Who, who would have been the villain? This Kylo, Kylo Ren, Ren and the struggle between him and Rey would have been the villain. Him maybe fighting the Knights of Ren, you know, and having to deal with that conflict. But the Emperor. Like, I can't even remember the ending battle or how the Emperor dies or any of that. I've watched that movie, like, two or three times, too. I can't remember it because I just... I lose interest so hard I think they at certain pot, spots. They not bring the Emperor back, but Rey could have still been his granddaughter, and then she could have turned to the dark side, and then Kylo went back to good, and they fought. That'd have been... But I mean, I'd have been okay gonna, with that. Disney's not gonna... That'd have been more surprising and something better to do, because as soon as they announced the emperor and they had ian mcdermott or whatever it was like 
All right. It's hard to be mad at that because you like him so much. Exactly. But it's like if they'd randomly just brought Darth Vader back for this movie because Darth Vader. And that sounds so much, doesn't that sound so much more cringy? But it's not because he died fucking too. Well, you've already seen him as a force ghost. And he became good. I guess my thing that would have made But he's force ghost only because he's gone back to the light side. There was, like, that's the implication anyway. I won't say that I know everything for sure, but the implication is that he's only a force ghost because he's on the good side now. He wouldn't have been a force ghost had he been evil. The big thing, though, that to me that makes it work, and regardless, it's execution piece, right, is not perfect on this, but what makes it work is the whole reason he's able to fucking tempt Anakin to go to the dark side is that there's ways to cheat death. Right? It's not just becoming a force ghost if you're a light user, right? It's that you can cheat death. So we've already had that plant. That's already yes, been planted I get in that. our mind, right? But I'm saying the fact that that wasn't a planned thing and it's randomly just shoehorned into the third movie is why I hate it. Does because that, believe me, I would have I would have not minded had it been spread out through those three movies and we just had discluded Snoke altogether. That'd be fine. Does the uh, fact that those old legend novels bring bringing the Emperor back to the clone make it better? Like, makes it more powerful? Or how about this? Does Do it, it just more- like the original trilogy, where in the first movie you have the Emperor on a fucking screen. That's it. Talking to Vader while he's thing. And the second one, they, he's kind of hinted at more, and he talks to him more on the screen more. And the third one, he fucking shows up. That would have, you know, it'd been more acceptable to me had it done that way, because I like the Emperor, believe me. And even his voice and seeing him was cool. I admit that, but it's like I was still just like pissed. Like this is just weird. I do. I really like the feel of it. It's really well. I like how they I don't sh- like the Sith Temple either because it's one of those things. Like, all right, I should have heard about this by now. I know you have to create new content, and I understand that process. But also, this is just a little whatever. Well, I like that for the way they're building the fleet and certain aspects of it. Right. That's another thing. I felt that was just recreating the whole plot from. Fucking episode two, Attack of the Clones, where you go there, oh, Master Sifo-Dyas ordered this army ten years ago. And so I was getting those vibes, but in a, another just annoying way. I was like, you're going to create another army. It seems like you guys already have some fucking armies. Where's, what's happening? How the fuck did you build Starkiller Base if you don't have armies of fucking people and, yeah, like, the logistics resources? Of the, the logistics of the sequel trilogy isn't explained it, it, well, yeah. to any... Well, I'm just tearing it apart here right now because no, I'm well, just yeah, like thinking about it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So here's it. here's where the sequel trilogy really went wrong, in my opinion, right? Because when you look at the New Hope, right, you don't need the Emperor in that because whatever. I mean, they could have easily. I'm surprised they didn't ever add any fucking scenes where yeah. Vader's <laughs> talking to the Emperor or Grand Moff Tarkin's talking to the Emperor, right? I'm surprised they I didn't. Think there's one throwaway mention of the Emperor. Yeah. So I'm surprised that's not there, but really when you look at it, the whole prequel... Well, he's in there through the the thing. He talks to him or whatever, right? Not That was Empire. Is it only an Empire? Yep. They, they mentioned the Emperor once when he dissolved the Senate in the meeting room. Oh, yeah, that's right. But he that's... does mention him then, though. So. Yeah, he's mentioned in 4. Yeah. yeah, so... But there you go. That's literally what I've been saying the last couple of days is you mention him in Force Awakens, you show him at the very end of Last Jedi... And there he is in Rise of Skywalker. But that's what he would have done if they had planned. Yeah, but planning requires <laughs> had no plan. a brain. They had no plan at all. I'm just it, pissed at that. That that The thought and concept of that, the fact that they didn't plan them out, pisses me off now. No, I'm like, who the fuck 
decides to do that and just let a director do whatever the fuck they want for the next Star Wars you know movie. What they should have done after eight writers. It's not going to be a trilogy anymore. It's going to be four movies. They would have had a whole other movie to make money off of, and they could have made some kind of plan and saved it. Well, yeah. I mean, hindsight's always the twenty twenty piece, right? So the other thing I think that would have been interesting in this particular movie would have been... What are Pal- we t- Palpatine being a force ghost or something like that, a force zombie, whatever that looks like, right? You know, maybe because you're a dark side user, you're cursed in some way when you in your death, right? You know, but they try to do the whole thing. Like maybe he's trying to steal someone's body, which they kind of get to that, but like he's already a clone. So like some of that just kind of cheesy. The same thing with Snoke, right? Now they could have set the seeds up. So like the Snoke clones were the emperor's failed attempts at cloning himself. But again, that you, even you saying that sounds like I would be annoyed watching that. Cause I'd be like, yeah. all right. So you just tried to, it's just too much dumb shit happening when you could be, putting more into character development for like Ray who feels underdeveloped in that whole series and not to mention Finn and Poe. Yeah. Now, some of my favorite scenes are when they go back to the um Death Star to get recover the the uh tracker. And that And those oh, see, are, yeah, I had forgotten about that. That's another issue. There's too many MacGuffins like we got to go here to get this. Well, those have already to... those have already been done in like the animated series, though, right? So those are already kind of a canon thing, like those holocron. No, I'm not saying that, searching devices. I'm not saying that they're dumb, but there's too many. We got to go here on this quest, like a video yeah. game. We got to go this to get this thing that'll lead us to this to this thing. Are you describing and the then, Mandalorian? And then there's the dagger that <laughs> somehow you hold that dagger, and she was in the right spot, and it points to where in the wreckage. Like, I don't know. That made sense, but yeah, I didn't like I didn't like that whole thing where like we got to find that shit that points to the lets you find the fucking ancient Sith temple. I was all that shit I just didn't give a fuck about. I was like, "Eh, this is just too much shit I don't need." I don't know. I guess ultimately what it comes down to is I have more fun watching Rise of Skywalker than I do watching Last Jedi. Definitely. Definitely. I just I just have more fun watching it when I when I'm watching it. Even though it's fucking crazy busy, but I'm still distracted enough by all the oohs and ahs and yeah, fun and that- shit that like the stuff that really fucking pisses me off about the Last Jedi really fucking pisses me off and so like it i just i don't like i seriously just want to fast forward through certain parts of that movie because they're so fucking shitty i would rather watch last jedi a hundred times than watch last skywalker once rise of skywalker whatever the Uh, fuck i don't even know the name of that garbage ass movie but anyway i'm gonna start my number seven is last jedi (laughs) because i rather like that movie i rather like that movie no it it Last Jedi, um, the opening sequence with the bombers and stuff, I like that. Oh. Um, it doesn't defend, kind of, a lot of it doesn't. I defended the, sh- wait, wait. I was about to say a lot of people argue about it. I defended the shit out of that scene because it was like, it doesn't make sense. There's no gravity. They're in ships that have artificial gravity, you dipshit. But there are, there's also magnetic uh, induction coils. And this is Star Wars. You don't know what kind of technology they have in any of this? If you drop it or push it out. It's going People to can also move shit with their mind. Line in space forever until it hits something. Yes, it made one hundred percent scientific sense. Yeah, but everyone's like, it doesn't make sense. The bombers, it doesn't make any sense. Yes, it did. Um, I do like the element of this movie and that it shares with Rogue One, where it's like the it first started coming out with these two movies. I feel like where it's like the Force is not just for people who are Jedi's. Yeah, that's fine. I like that because you know she has the thing where she holds her necklace or whatever. You know, remember that. When she 
gets bombed or whatever. She's all like into a oh, the sister, Rose's yeah, sister. Or yeah. Um, and then you see, uh, you know, the part where Finn's in the fucking tank and he comes out and he's all naked or whatever. Oh yeah. And that shit's just like, eh, you know. And then they just misuse Finn in that movie. I'll give you that. He's total shit. They ruin him. The casino. I will say this. This is my number seven. But if I could just take my Blu-ray and specifically scratch so it'll skip over the scenes that take place at the casino you that could, have Rose and Finn in. You could make an edit of this movie and make a good movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I just want to take there's out good, that shit, basically. Yeah. I love might be an Ray, and Luke, and Ray and Luke together is what makes this movie for me because it does have... And maybe it's just more of the Force Awakens vibes that I'm getting because it's so nostalgic, but it has those good Star Wars vibes that I want when it, when they're together, usually. Um, and especially when Yoda comes back. And I know you disagree, Nick, but that Yoda is the fucking return of the real Yoda as opposed to the prequel trilogy. Mm. Not only is it a puppet, he actually He's behaves cracking. like fucking Yoda. I don't, yeah. I don't hate it. I was just pointing out that it might not be... It was spot on. That's how I feel. Yeah. When I watched it, it, I nearly died because it was so spot on. I was like, this this is the shit right here. Yeah, like when I say that's one of my favorite sequences from the sequel trilogy, it's because it feels so authentic to Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Yes, that's what it feels like to me. Authentically, it feels like it's just, to me, like that's the most thing, like when you expect a sequel for these movies, like that's a scene that feels like it could be. I wasn't expecting it in that moment either when he shows up and stuff. He does that kind of silly in episode three when he's with the kids, when he's teaching the kids. He's kind of jokey, and so I guess it does. It does. It is consistent. Sometimes he's serious, and sometimes he's not. I think it's better when he's wacky a little bit. Yeah. Even when he's with Luke, he's always a little jokey and wacky. Even like he's obviously wackier in Empire than Jedi. I will give you that. Always dying. But yeah. So if you go to Empire, I think that's like, you could argue that he's senile or whatever. But it's like, oh, whatever. He's like one of the most powerful beings in the fucking planet. Um, his brain is not that weak. He can use the force to fucking heal himself. Not, you know, <laughs> pissing people off here. Yeah. Yoda force healed himself. Some That's people, why he's 900. Some people are thinking that the healing is a dark side power. Oh, yeah. A lot of people think that. Um, that would also mean the child is. Well, that's the thing is dark side and light side is a Jedi thing, not a force thing. Yeah, that's all. That's what the Jedis believe. The Jedi are dogmatic as fuck and so is the so are the sith they're right? a religion it's, exactly the sith is like in jedi are pretty much one religion together like that's why coins. that's why in title when i heard the last jedi like my mind lit up my imagination went wild i was like you're gonna show me a user that uses both sides of the force and is a balanced individual that's it's what everybody was excited about seeing a gray jedi one way that's what they think ray is yeah yeah that's like the, the yellow, yellow lightsaber. lightsaber yeah but you so but they're saying like the force lightning is a dark side power. So you're saying that every Jedi could do that? I don't know. I don't know if they try. I'm just saying Yeah, I think if you're it's that's a whole other thing you haven't explored yet, right? We haven't had a need to yet. <laughs> it's not black and white, the force. Let's put it that way. Yeah, the force doesn't care. The force just exists there, right? The I force doesn't care who you are, right? You just choose how to use it like you can, like your car, right? Yoda catches the fucking lightning. Does he throw it back at the Emperor in that? I mean, he doesn't lightning him back. 
obviously. But yeah, I don't think flexes. I don't know if they ever try it. Obviously, it, it is kind of a thing where it's, it's unexplored because I don't think they ever intended to go that exactly. way with it. But that's why I was disappointed, and that was another reason why the Last Jedi I was disappointed in because well, that's why I was disappointed with Rise of Skywalker because Last Jedi laid all those seeds for that shit. Like with yeah. them almost coming together in that scene where they they have their lightsaber battle and then he kills Snoke and they fight all those people and shit. Speaking of force lightning, uh, that's a. I think we're done talking about Rise of Skywalker, but when that lightning came out of Rey's hands when she's trying to hold that ship, that was a cool moment. I do like her using that. I see. I yeah. can't even think of that moment in my head. I like her using that. And they make you think that she killed Chewbacca. Which, which that was. I think they. <sighs> That was a little bit weird, just like how they systematically kill off one each one of the important characters in each one of their movies. Like, yeah, to me, what are you doing? Chewbacca didn't stay dead. Maybe he wasn't really dead. Well, I'm not. Yeah, but Leia dies in that movie. Oh well, that's probably just because she died in real life. Well, yeah, I, I think they... before that, Luke Skywalker died, then yeah. Han Solo. But died. I mean, I don't think they would have killed necessarily killed Leia enough. I don't know, but they did. So well, they kind of had to. No, they didn't. They could have just not put her in the fucking movie and killed her off in the Last Jedi would have been better. No, tell me that I, she shouldn't no, have been the one performing the holdo maneuver. I agree with. Well, that. tell me a, that on another episode we Batman. can actually on the next next time we come to Star Wars we'll pitch our our better version of the sequel trilogy. Right? What would have been a better version? But on of the these? same note, they should have let Finn die and not have Rose save him. If they were just gonna, oh yeah, if they were just gonna waste his character, they should have gave him that. I can see that he would have saved everyone. Yeah, sure, I can go with that. So they should have left Leia dead. Should have killed Finn. Yeah, and that would have kept Luke alive for the next. When I watched Rise of Skywalker, other people talked about how natural Princess Leia's scenes felt. They did not to me. Rise of Skywalker. I think they did as good a job as they probably could have. Exactly, but, but they shouldn't not have done any job, I think. But, if you were someone watching that movie and you didn't know that Carrie Fisher died, if you had that mentality, I don't. That's the thing is, thought? I don't know. Yeah. But all I know is that it was definitely noticeable and I felt weird watching it, and I can't watch it without being like, this is, I don't, eh, I don't like this. Yeah. So that's my seven. So number six. Yeah. Your number six or my number six? We're to my number six now, um, right? Nick's. Force Awakens? Yeah. I had a lot of issues with Force Awakens, but it has a lot of nostalgia. That kind of makes you feel good inside. <laughs> issues. What are your issues? The recreation nostalgias? The fact that it's one of those things that's almost a remake? Hmm. That's what bothers you, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I would say it's the same, because you have the I, same. They they shouldn't have just found the Millennium Falcon. I think they should have just had Han Solo still have it. Yes, um, mm-hmm. I think the big thing. It's like they point out in the Jane Silent Bob reboot where he says something like, "It's a movie about a a young person on a desert planet who's whisked away to space battles who has to destroy, uh, destroy a giant." Yeah, it shouldn't have been a desert weapon planet. in space. Basically, and they shouldn't have done the planet killer, star killer base, and they shouldn't have named it star killer base. Well, there's certain well, they make fun of it in the Lego holiday special. They yeah. make fun of all that stuff. There's certain things about that. When I get to that, I'll talk about it. But um, yeah. my my number six was uh, Revenge of the Sith. I just think 
the things about that movie that put that below. What's the worst part of that movie for you? The way they turn Anakin. And it's not because my thing is they should have turned him fucking right at the beginning. Don't fuck around with it. I wanted that to be like Darth Vader through the most of the movie, right? Turn him in the first fucking mm. third of the movie. Well, that's the thing. This comes into another thing of re-pitch the prequel trilogy, and that could work. But the way they did and the way Attack the Clones ended, that won't work. The only way they could have done it is if he was Hayden Christensen age in the first one. Yes, basically. Skip the whole child thing. They could have talked about it or shown flashbacks, but you needed... He could... He couldn't have turned in the third one the way it is in the beginning because he didn't have enough time with him. There, it seems like there's a fair amount of filler though that's just trying to get him to that point, like to get him. Even if they just had him be Darth Vader a little bit, right? And, and didn't he just turn because he had dreams that Padme was going to die and the Emperor promised to keep her alive? But they've been whatever. talking about since Phantom Menace that he can see the future. So it's not like it's one of those force no, sensing. I'm not things. saying it doesn't make sense, but it. Is that enough to well, turn him to the dark side? It is because he saw it happen to his mother the same way. He saw her die in his dreams for a while, and then he went to... And she actually fucking died, so he thinks, oh, she's fucking gonna die for sure. This is going to happen. Like, that's in his mind, I think. Like, he's... Yes. There is no question that well, she is going had, to die. He had other qualities that made him kind of dark side. And it's... He's very... He's all passion. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's kind of been one of those unspoken things that... Palpatine killed his mom to make him believe his visions are true because I think he has been confiding in Palpatine, right? About that, right? And he talks about in Attack of the Clones, very early on in Attack of the Clones, he's talking about how he thinks Obi-Wan's holding him back and like that he thinks he's better than Obi-Wan Kenobi already and shit. Mm -hmm. So they're, I think they do an okay job with some of that stuff. And I think maybe they should have not done that in Clones and save that sort of stuff for the third one. Like, we didn't see Anakin as a pure good guy. And then well, that's we watched... what the first movie should have been. Anakin and, then when he watched the Clone Wars and Obi-Wan cartoon... together, whooping ass, having fun. Then when he watched the Clone Wars cartoon, Anakin seems like this really nice, at least from what I've seen of it. Well, that's the really thing is... nice, straight... You can watch guy. it, and he comes across more as emo in Attack of the Clones. Then in the... Then angry. Then in the subsequent cartoon. He's sad, and he's struggling, and he's just just starting to kind of be an asshole here and there and then in revenge of the sith he's still doing the same thing where he's like i'm sorry i haven't been uh he's back good to you obi-wan and obi-wan's like ah chill out dude you're so fine he, he murders all the sand people and then there's the clone wars cartoon it seems like all that really dark stuff should have been saved for the third one and the other thing here it's well it's, the clone wars cartoon also happened after that movie so i know but it seems like he did some dark shit and then he was well, that take that up with the people who wrote the cartoon, no, not that movie. But yeah. Well, and I think point. I think the Clone Wars series is just it's sequ- you know, it it's stretched out over time, so you're not as likely to notice the things when they want to do that, right? They'll make an episode here and there kind of more about that, but that's a whole other thing. Your 6 was Revenge of the Sith. Yep. My so, 6. Go. Uh, you oh, make I was your say, the last thing I was going to say about that is the other piece about this movie that really doesn't work for me is going from Hayden Christensen's voice to Darth Vader, you know, James Earl Jones. Are you saying they should have just electronically modulated Hayden Christensen's voice? No, no. (laughs) What they should have done, though, was in that battle, he's left burned and everything. 
I mean, that's what I feel like is implied. I would have. Does he talk? I would have loved to have seen him. Like, well, you see him he like growls, and he's just sitting there on the ground going, "I yeah. hate you." Yeah, he you, says that. To you Obi-Wan. see him sitting there fucking yelling and screaming. But I wish to explain the Vader voice, they would have had Obi Wan like fucking cut his throat, or Jesus. have him try to, or have. <laughs> <laughs> right, Star Justin Wars. wants to see like Obi Anakin die and never be become Darth but Vader. Yeah, somehow lose his voice box. Okay, or Anakin tries to kill himself because he's so miserable, and the fucking Emperor won't let him kill himself. Right, because he becomes such a bitch Ooh. to the Emperor. But I hope you don't think that's a very big point because that's so minor that it's. I know, but about- it just for having such an iconic character like Darth Vader is a total listen, badass. He's to in be a, a he's fucking... in a fucking modulated outfit anyway. Yeah. So I think it's well, it, the it's Emperor okay. Force choked him like he was going to put him out of his misery and then change his mind, but he crushed his voice box. Well, something like that. I just it doesn't feel natural though. And I think he's his throat just got some smoke in it. He, he <laughs> yeah, he inhaled from a lot the of lava. Smoke. And I tell you like what, what would have worked for was, me though, yeah. regular a menthol. What would have worked for me though? Is just having him start out as James the Darth Vader with the James Earl Jones voice earlier on in the movie, well, right? Yeah. Having that have been the third movie, like right where in between whatever happens and gets to that point, I don't care. Or but like, like having it, me having just have heard him moments ago, and then all of a sudden, like you see this cool costume, and they made a huge fucking set. You know, they talked about when they're shooting the movie and like how they brought the Vader helmet on and Hayden Christensen got to put it on and stuff, and you're like. Put it on for one fucking scene at the end where he's a bitch. They should have... And not even a bitch in a good way. Just Prequel like trilogy, weak. right? Should have been The Adventures of Anakin and Obi in the first one. Second one should have been The Falling Out of These Two. And then, like at the beginning, at the end of the second one, you can clearly see, our shit's about to go down. So by the time you get to the next movie... The end of the second the one. The beginning of the third one should be Anakin leaving Obi-Wan Kenobi... Being Darth Vader with a red lightsaber, not in the black outfit, until like halfway through the movie, then they have their iconic battle. But then that also puts like, what are you gonna fucking climax with then? You know what I mean? What's what's the what's the fucking money shot, baby? The money shots showing you fucking Darth Vader for the first time. I mean, I don't know, you know what else? And the and the battle they have on Mustafar. Is that Mustafar? Yeah. Yeah. He still could have been in a suit at the end for the first time. Well, he was. I'm. You're saying you put that at the end of the second movie? Third one. You're saying he should be in the suit through the whole third movie? No. Oh. He like, should be evil and have a red lightsaber, though. Maybe the cliffhanger for the second one would have been him becoming Darth Just Vader. give us some more imagery, some fuckery. Yeah. Show it off his robot There's... hand more and his scar, which he had. Just You can tell that he is Darth Vader. Make him act a little more. Darth Vader. Did you guys? And the other thing that doesn't work for me in that is they try to make it a point to show you all these Jedi getting fucking killed by Order 66, like Jedi that I have no emotional connection to, so I really don't care. Show me just the few key Jedi that we've met and we've had a little bit of interaction with dying off. And then, you know, Anakin going through the. That's what they did. They kind of did. The ones you had seen are ones you had seen in Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace. Yeah, but they yeah. didn't really have any characterization. They were just kind of there. Well, yeah. no, but the one guy is on the fucking Jedi Council. He yeah. has lines. They should have shown him kill uh, the woman. The, with the fucking big ass, Yoda. the conehead, the guy who's a conehead. <laughs> yeah. He looks like yeah. a conehead, but with Harry the Henderson's face. That <laughs> yeah. guy, he's in the all of them, he's on the Jedi Council, he's killed. The other person is one of the Twi'lek girls, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure she's in the second one in the Attack of the Clone scene, and then they do... Uh, who else? Farting? 
Is that I don't know. It? it just goes to show you, like, there's no perfection for anything, right? Because you mean to tell me these Jedis are so smart and so in, in tune with the Force that they don't know when yeah, someone's going to fucking really betray easily. them and fucking kill them? Like, they died off like they'd had no well, fucking training ever? The ones that the Emperor killed, too, when they confront them. There was, like, three or four of them? He, he just, killed three. He just well, he killed four like, if you include Mace, Mace Windu. So. Well, the three at that. At yeah. first, he just kills. He walks like exactly. He wa- that. That's one of the things. Every time I watch that scene, why didn't they make it a big fucking battle with four Jedi fighting? The they should have. You kill them off one at a time and and some badass shit. But immediately, there's four Jedi. And he's like, he, he jumps over there and literally goes. stabs one, and they go, oh! They don't even try to fight the guy. Nobody's. They're all just standing there while he kills the one guy. Then he kills another guy, and then Mace Windu's like, maybe I should do something. Why? Well, hope I'm sure glad he didn't stab me first. Yep. You know what I mean? Now, what do you think about What's Mace, your Mace Window reflecting the force lightning and that makes the Emperor look that way? Do you like that they went that way? Or? I wouldn't say I like it, but I'm, I accept it. Do you think that's how he really looked in his normal human face was no. like a facade and that just no. kind of revealed I think they're implying that he they fucked him up. Because supposedly being in the having the dark side makes you rot away, kind of. Well, yeah, that's supposedly why Darth Maul was supposed to look like that originally, is what people thought. Like, his horns grew and all that shit because of that. That was like a... But that was... I think that's... Later. I don't know if that's not canon now or what. No, they've shown another of his species without the makeup, but they still have the horns. I think in Mandalorian, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Um, number five? No. Alec is still at his number six. Oh, I'm sorry. We get caught up in these conversations. I know. Force Awakens. Um, pretty much all the reasons Nick mentioned I had one of the best times ever watching that movie when I saw it it has a good energy it has the practical effects back they're still using some CG um, you're introducing new characters there's things that happen like you going into that movie it was like alright who's going to be a Jedi is Finn going to be a Jedi you know what I mean there's still elements of that heavily in that movie where you're like alright it's not just Ray. That's interesting. Also, just the fact that he is a stormtrooper in part of that movie, that plot, the plot line of an ex-stormtrooper joining the rebellion, fuck yes. That yeah. is an excellent plot and executed well, like the whole stormtrooper scene when they come down with Kylo Ren and Poe and all that shit. The way they tied it together and everything, the opening of that movie feels like this is Star Wars. Oh, hell yeah, I'm here for this. Uh, like I said, the only parts I don't like are the fact... Um, Han Solo's not great in this for me. He's not bad. But I think it's what they did with his character. Like Nick said, he doesn't have the Millennium Falcon, okay. And then that whole scene with the slimy monster and them and Rey on that ship, I don't like that scene. I don't know if other people do. I don't know if that's a hot take, but I don't like it. I just don't care for it. Um, I like him better when he's interacting with Chewie on the planet and he's like, oh, you're cold? Like, that shit makes me laugh. Because the way he did it, he looked exactly like Han Solo. He did the fucking face the exact this way. This is a hell of a coincidence that Han and Chewie were flying by right when they took off in the Falcon, you know? Yeah, it's... it's it's there's, there's They things. weren't even flying by. They just said they saw it on a tracker, and they hadn't seen it well, for years or something. Close so. or something. Oh. Yeah, it is what it is. What's your number five? Uh, skip me this time. That way I can get on track. Because I only had 11, and you guys had 12. Oh. Because I didn't rank the cartoon. Oh, okay. So skip me this time. All right, so my number five is Force Awakens. 
mostly because there's things that this movie does right, even though it's a rehash of New Hope. I mean, it's pretty widely known. It's There's so much fan service in this movie, but I like that to some degree, right? Because they make it unique, right? You get the Finn, okay? You get Finn being a stormtrooper that's defected. You get interesting characters. Like, immediately, like, hey, we got to find Luke, right? So they have some reason to go on there, right? Which, it's it's the same, but it's different enough. Um, Starkiller base doesn't piss me off as much as it does other people. My thought to that, though, is that if the First Order is all made from people that grew up Republican, <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> um, New Republican? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> that grew up, like, loving that whole system and like they worshipped the empire and they thought the empire was like the right way to be governed in the galaxy and they believed in that system they would have wanted to do the same type of thing right who doesn't try to mimic their idol right so if you want to do what your idol does and instill fear the way you remember having fear made you're going to try to imitate that person so to me that was what they're doing with star killer base now the fact that you've got planet killing technology whatever right um You know, I, I guess that's that's the downside is that piece. Um, Harrison Ford phones it in some in this, mostly because he wanted to die in fucking Return of the Jedi. You get that. You get that he never wanted to deal with Han Solo again. He doesn't phone it in as much as I've seen him phone it in, though. No, no, but there's there's definitely moments in there, right? Like And like you said, the whole like alien loose on the ship, that's one of the worst sequences in that movie. I don't need that. Um you know, the Millennium Falcon being found down there, saying it was traded and stolen, whatever. That it's traded hands a lot. I did think that was kind of weak, just to show it at the beginning. Um, I think it would have been much more interesting had um, Finn and Ray or BB-8 would have said, "Hey, like we need to get on this ship that's like at port here because it has old." And then the Millennium, you know, Falcon. it's it's recognized as a it's recognized as a rebellion ship, right? And that's why they're trying to get on there. But BB-8 doesn't tell them why, so they try to stow away on there and hide in the old smuggler ports or whatever. And then they're found later on in the ship. I think that would have worked better for me than how it worked out. But whatever, you know, minor minor things I dislike about it. But overall, I thought it was good. You know, the scenes the scene where Han Solo dies is fine. You know, people got lost their shit about that. I'm like, no, I think. You could tell Harrison Ford was okay with that ending just because that's one of the best performances he did in that whole movie, right? There's some moments there. So. I did think it was a little bit forced, though, that they had, like, him and Leia split up over the tension of their their son being a fuck-up and Han just going back to his ways. But at the same time, you you feel like he could do that, so it's not too far-fetched. But what's your number, uh... Um, it's my number five because it's most one of the most rewatchable things for me. Um, it has enough going on that I don't get bored in that movie. There's also the whole arc between Palpatine and Anakin finally works out because they they only started it in um Clone Wars really or not Clone Wars uh, Attack of Clones. I mean, I think he meets him and sees him and um. Uh, Phantom Menace and you can kind of see them like try to start it but they don't re- he doesn't really talk to him much in that or anything um, but I like their scene they're at like a an opera or something like space opera <gasps> Jesus. 
and uh, Palpatine's sitting there, you know, and Anakin comes in to talk to him, and that's what he gives him the whole Plagueis the Wise speech. Yeah. And that shit rules. That scene is fucking awesome. That's some of the best dialogue from the prequels. Is that whole scene. Um, and you can kind of see Anakin being like, oh, shit, I should become evil then. All right. Um, the Emperor uses a lightsaber in this. He's got a cool looking one, too. It looks like a little, like, a dildo that's meant to get your G-spot. <laughs> that curve. Oh, that's Count Dooku's, isn't it? Yeah, it a curve. Dooku's has that. I think they yeah. both are, kind of. I think his, his is very weird and shiny looking. And then it's obviously red. But he's good at acting like lightsaber battle. Like, he, he pulls it off as, as that. And he then his battle it. with Yoda is a little cheesy. He holds it to, like a knife fight, kind of. Too. Yeah, he holds it weird, like... <laughs> Yeah. And uh so yeah, Revenge of the Sith. All right, Nick. Number 4. Number 4. Rogue One. And I will say that I think Rogue One is the best movie, but it's not the best Star Wars movie. You mean it's better than all of the other original Star Wars movies? I think it's I think it's as a movie it's the best movie. But it's not the best Star Wars movie. All right, I don't have time to debate that with you. <laughs> I just don't. That's another day in time. That's something off air. Yeah, that's just what the hell are you talking about? At least cinema, cinematography. Cinematography. I like. I like the way it's shot. I like the. How much do you think is on location on Rogue One versus <laughs> the original movies? Well, I'm not. I just like the way the look of it. The special effects, the CGI. Not you just like the special effects, but way the the shots are. The, well, the overall, the it. scene composition, right? Cause scene composition. There you go. That's good. You're mixing multiple things in there that they just couldn't do for the original trilogy. So I, I get it. I don't. I think it's a pretty movie. Nothing's more beautiful than Empire Strikes Back's glorious beauty. All right, so why is that rank above other movies for you then? That's number four. That's a, it's kind of a hot take there, buddy. For it being number four, yeah. You guys haven't. Is it? You guys haven't mentioned it yet, have you? I don't know. Have I? Why do you like it so much? What works for it? So, what do you dislike about it the so most? Rogue One must be at least as high on your all's list. Well, what I already said, and it also has the. The good fan service, I think, other than the two guys from the bar that they run into randomly on that planet. It's got a kind of dark feel to it. What I I'll give it you this focus on Jedi. It's kind of a different, and it takes place during the original era. So, you, what's so Justin? Kind of what's your number four? Well, mine is Rogue One, of course. Okay, well, mine is Rogue One as well. Oh I just God. wanted to say that before I say this. All Hot take right here, right now. All four. One of the most unnecessary parts of this movie, to me, is probably everyone's favorite part of this movie. Vader at the end? Yes. And his performance? I get it. They're trying to make him more aggressive and like show a badass Vader. Yeah, it's just... But he does not perform like Vader. He does not it's, it's do anything a, like Vader 
because go a, watch those original trilogies. Yeah. And Vader is like a he's more like fucking Jason. And then they put, fucking cast Freddy Krueger as him in this the fucking scene. Basically, bad, yeah. it um, doesn't work for me. I l- I still like it. I will tell you that. But it's still like while I'm watching it, I'm always kind of like a little part of him. He's like, come on. When you stop and assess it in that way, that makes sense, and I would agree with that, right? Because it doesn't feel like Vader, because just later on, he's force-choking, he's letting the stormtroopers do the work. He's not doing the fucking huff and gruff, right? He's the boss. Yeah, I do like that they ended that movie that way, though. I do like that ending where it leads up to... Yep. But it's just, that's one of the things of... I'm not saying it was necessary, but I like it. Vader was the way he was because it was made back then... Well, right. Yeah. But that's the way he is now. I know. So to change that and make him all of a sudden moving around all fast, and then you go and watch the other ones, to me, watching those ones, you're like, okay, well, this guy is clearly old as fuck at this point. He's, he's half a, he's robot. a robot. Yeah. That's why he only fucking battles people with one hand and his lightsaber, basically. Yeah, they, and then they, in this, he's like total fucking gnarly badass. It just doesn't work for me. They totally forget because if you look how simple his lightsaber duel is with Obi Wan Kenobi in, but he only fights Obi Wan and Luke. Is he just holding back because he knows he could just stomp him? I mean, but then I'm you're just, arguing just semantics that aren't real semantics because it's like, well, you're, yeah, you're trying to Vader, justify it. I would yeah. feel like it would be more appropriate for Vader to use like force lightning to do a mass killing than to do like lightsaber hacking. To me, that feels like a a murderous job that it seems like he's gotten away from by he, the time we're introduced to him. I'm not saying it's hope. bad. I think they just should have, have done hands. him better. He can't do the force lightning. He doesn't have hands. You don't need hands for that. Yeah, you do. Shoot him out of your dick. Yeah, shoot him out of your appendage, jackass. I don't think he has that either. Oh, then no wonder he's so mad all the time. <laughs> Did you guys see where they removed the eyebrows from Old Man Vader and Jedi? Because he didn't have eyebrows in Episode 3. Oh, because they the got things, burned off, yeah. That's one of the things that they changed. Well, hair, hair burns really quickly, too. So unless you burn the follicle and scarred the entire face on that spot specifically, hair will grow back. Yeah. That might have been their intention, though. I don't know. Yeah, have, have you two gone over what you don't like about Rogue One? Or? Things I don't like, I would say. Or what you? Um, I don't like. What's that fucking character's name? It's not as fun. Saul Guerrera is very uh, to me. Uh, like uh, this could. Uh, I don't know. It's not as fun as the original trilogy. Right, it's darker for sure. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have as likable as likable characters. It's hard to come across some stuff that I don't like with that one. It is harder. But I, I've said that Darth Vader thing, that's the big thing I don't like, is that stuff like that. that where it, but only because it contrasts with here's another one. in the original. Um, not so much. It's hard to say. Um, the one, the guy who's the general in that movie, mm-hmm. oh, the, the main the, bad guy, kind of the cape guy. Yeah. It, I can't even put it into words. Did Him he? and Moff Gideon have the same vibe to me of like, oh, we just have to have another badass character here. That's did, why he's did here. He die? We just need another badass. Did he die? I don't remember. Yes, How he had he to have died, right? Because yeah. otherwise, where the fuck is he in the Empire in How, the other movies? You know what I mean? Die? 
He died on, on the planet. He died on the tower. Yeah, he was on the top okay. of the tower. He died before the planet exploded. Yeah. Now, the great thing... I do like his character, though, and he's great. I'm just saying, like, you can't just keep introducing somebody new badass and all these... Why don't you try to do some inconsistencies and show, like, some things before, like... I want to go back to what you said know. about Vader at the end, but did you like Vader in the other scene when he's talking to the cape guy? Um, I think he was fine. Yeah, I like that scene, right? You see Vader on his home planet, which basically, clearly, he's on, right? And a lot of the legacy stuff and the new canon stuff, right? You know, he spends a fair amount of time on there, right? A lot so of people complain about his his pun, choke on your aspirations or whatever, but like that's kind of I don't know characteristic of him. That seems like characteristic to me. Yeah, it didn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me like that. His yeah, voice is a little off. I'm not sure why they couldn't modulate it. It's just age. I mean, if you look at how old right. James Earl no, Jones know, is but, now. But, but I figured yeah. in post they could modulate it. Well, they can't fix, you know. It's a little distracting, but it's not a big deal. It It's doable still. It's fine. Yeah, and he's done, and James Earl Jones has done the voice on, like, the Rebel series and, and some other stuff. So it's it's not completely unheard of that he's, you know, so it's, it's tough to get used to. I he get sounds, that. He sounds happier. <laughs> I guess things that he's really good mood that day. things that really work for me though is they're not afraid to make you like these characters that we all know are gonna die, right? And I, you know, I guess they had the hot take where they actually try to have them like survive somehow and just go on and do their they own thing. Off somewhere. <laughs> but they, I like I like them dying, like right. That's their ultimate I sacrifice. Think has, I think this movie has like the best of Star Wars humor that's trying to be humor within K two S O. Yes, that is. My favorite I, droid in Star Wars, I think, other than C three PO, I'd say. But I think the failing of the movie is you don't get to know, get to know these characters long enough. You don't get a whole trilogy with them, so when they die, it doesn't have as much impact. Maybe no, but they've talked about doing these characters in some other ways before. Are they going to do a TV show with uh, Andor, Cassian Andor, or something? Yeah, that, that's, it's been talked about as a Disney Plus series. I don't know the status of that currently. <sighs> It's one of those things where, like, if you already know how the story's going to end, do I really care how it begins? Unless it has be Darth Vader-type beginning. Or Obi-Wan, because that's be the... Yeah, but I feel Obi-Wan like you can show. do more... I care way more about Obi-Wan oh, yeah. than Cassian Endor. Yeah. And Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, if, if he were to He's pop... He's a Jedi. If he were to pop up... I don't... Yeah, they shouldn't make him... Somewhere else, right? They shouldn't give him his own show. He, he could pop up in the show. Kenobi show, yeah, timeline-wise. He, he should wise. be a part of another show. Yeah, he could be on. And maybe yeah. that's the plan. Yeah, and there's things to do that in there, right? I think there's a good use of having some of these characters cross over, but to me that worked really well. I like the story of how it's intentional that that fault was put into the Death Star on purpose, right? I did like that. I was like, okay, that makes sense. I do like how they also foreshadowed um, in one of the uh, it's one of the titles when they're going through the Imperial Vault. It's the uh, hyperspace. Light speed tracker, yeah, tracking through hyperspace. Yeah, they for, have that for the last Jedi. Yeah, they're yeah. working on that technology I as far as back that. then. Yeah, so that's like a good kind of throw out there because honestly, I don't even know if they had considered that or if it was, that was about as far as they ever planned beyond things, right? So, and I know everyone thought this movie was going to be a complete shit show because of all the rumored reshoots, but I think the reshoots were the Jim changing the ending so they all fucking died. That reminds me. Yeah. Attack of the Clones, one of the cool things you see is them talking about 
the construction of the Death Star and the plans for it. Yeah. Yep. That's similar. Yeah, there's some cool things that go on throughout the entire thing, but yeah, Rogue One is my favorite out of all the newer Star Wars stuff, right? Yeah. That's why it's number four on there. It yep. feels like it. It actually feels like it fits in place with this. Um. So. Three, two, and one. I wonder which movies are left. Oh, huh. Jeez. Caravan of Courage. <laughs> my number three. Um, my number three. And we don't have to get into all the detail on these ones, right? These are pretty much set in stone for us. My number three. Go ahead. Return of the Jedi. It starts to slip a little bit. The silly territory. Definitely okay. with the Ewoks and... Actually, I don't mind any of the Java Palace stuff. Um, I thought that felt fine. Mine, mine. It's one of my favorite parts of anything yeah. Star Wars is the Jabba's Palace scene. So because it was contained within Jabba's Palace, it can be as silly as it wants. I thought. Well, even the whole sequence out there, I love everything about it except the fact that they just ruined Boba Fett. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. They still alive now. All right, now he so is. So he's not ruined. <laughs> he's just hanging out in the well, desert. Well, he's not in his outfit anymore, so he's ruined as far as I'm concerned. He's been he's been living in a cave on Tatooine like Number 3. Like Obi-Wan. Return of the Jedi. Hot take here, New Hope. Oh, he's going to be that guy. Yeah, that's fine. Things for me though on Return of the uh, Jedi that I don't like you is You know how hard it is to rank any of these movies close. though. To me, honestly, I, know. I consider them one movie. They're one conglomerate it's, to me. It's one story to me, yeah. But when I look at them individually like if I'm going to pick watching any of them out of order, just on their own, if I'm going to sit down and just watch a Star Wars movie, this is the order I'd probably watch them in. So, Return of the Jedi, though, the things that get off with that, to me, is the Ewoks are a little bit much. It's it's a little cheesy there. There's certain things that that kind of detracts from me. I don't hate them, right? I like... If it wasn't the final battle <laughs> against the Empire, yeah. it would have been fine. Oh, I'll give you that the the battle sequence at the end there, with like them the space stuff like cool. randomly being able to just kill the shit out of stormtroopers with nothing with a rock. Yeah, like, and they just die. Like, yeah. what does that helmet literally like <laughs> lined with needles, or like what? Like, what is happening? It doesn't have a hard hat lining in the stormtrooper helmet. You think at least a rock killing? Yeah. But uh, yeah, to me, that. to me, that's the worst part about that, and that's what takes it away. And obviously, Boba Fett, fucking, his death scene, right, is kind of cheesy. I just didn't, didn't appreciate, it. especially pre, especially the original take where the fucking Sarlacc pit is just like a fucking like bunch of rubber dildos laying around in a circle that looked like shit. Was Boba Fett popular by the time they were producing Episode Six? Yes, or was that because he's of toys. But yeah, they, the but toy. Did they think about that? Did they realize it, or was he George just... Lucas definitely realized okay. that? Was he like... was all about that toys and marketing for Star Wars. But I mean... Yeah, that's why he kept the licensing to so much of that where other places don't. Like he was smart because so so they were trolling the fans by killing Boba Fett that way. No, he was just closing the story out. He honestly had never intended to make more. Yeah, there's no setup to make him more important. So. No, and like when he titled it Episode 4, New Hope, I think that was just him trying to throw you in the middle of something that was like trying to well, be like a space opera. His original plan, from what yeah. I understand, he originally did want to make nine movies or whatever with this idea, but it wasn't like he was like, all right, I'm going to actually get those made. So then he was like, all right, I'm just going to make one. Then he made Star Wars, and he was like, all right, well, now they want this successful so they can make a second one. Well, in order to just fuck with people and 
make it so I can, this feels more like the middle of the story or something like that. This, when I was reading online and stuff like that, he, uh, decided to make Empire Strikes Back five, call the other one four. And then I don't, I don't, I don't know how it exactly goes down, but it's like one of those things where, yeah, you can find interviews where he's mentioned making nine films in the eighties. Yeah. But it's one of those things where like, he was never just, he was going to make nine movies. Well, no, that's not how movies and movie studios and movie making goes. There's discussions, talks. Once you make three movies, then you're like, holy shit, I never want to make another movie like that again. Also, sometimes that's what happens. Well, yeah, there's serious fucking burnout. Look at anybody that's worked on any of these large, like, MCU stuff, right? There's people that just want to take a break from that, right? Which is also why the MCU works, because people are able to take a break. Because they're, like, taking time between flicks and stuff. Um, But, yeah, so, obviously... You chose number the original, New Hope. So what puts that at the bottom of the original trilogy for you? To me, it is the fact that I like seeing Luke as a Jedi. He doesn't even hold a lightsaber in this movie. Like, I mean, he does, you know, but he doesn't have a lightsaber battle in this movie. There's one lightsaber battle in this movie, and it's very brief. Um, that's main reason. Because the other movies, you get two of the best lightsaber battles possible, other than the only other ones that are worth mentioning to me are the Revenge of the Sith and Phantom Menace lightsaber battles. Force Awakens and... I just hit the microphone with my hand. The uh, the sequel trilogy has a couple okay lightsaber battles, but nothing that I'm like, that's top tier. Yeah, I think with the sequel trilogy, they try to go back to be more traditional... They tried. Which, yeah. So. And failed. Right. Um, they didn't want him to be as over the top. But, uh, you know, again, at the same time, when you have a whole army of a mystical religious people with a light weapon, they're going to do some pretty cool shit I would with say it. that and the fact that, so in general, Luke is not in much of that movie at the beginning. Um, then you follow around R2 and D2. And R2 and D2. Uh, yeah. R2, D2 and C3PO is what I was trying to say for like 20 minutes by themselves which is it is what it is but when it comes down to it is you're really just seeing c-3po it's like jay and silent bob mm-hmm. you know one of them doesn't talk so you're just really looking at one character uh, monologuing for two people uh, talking to himself <laughs> exactly um it's kind of it's i love it but you know that's why i would say because the mainly the lightsaber battle things because those lightsaber battles all right, number two, Nick. Number two. A New Hope. Why is that number two instead of number one for you? Because it's not as good as Empire. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I It's... They're, they're very different also. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's are, difficult are, to put these in. It's Is one really better than the other? Or are they just... From, pieces, no, it's really just a preference. They're two pieces of a very good thing. Yes. They're different. Empire's darker. For me... But it also has the whole so, love story between Han and Leia. And two, which is... Or, I mean, Empire. Yes. Like, that is not really hinted at in A New Hope, other than him just being, like, kind of trying to fuck her, basically, is what it feels like. He just wants to fuck Princess There's Leia. more of a Luke and Leia romance 
Blossom. Pretty much. Yeah, they kind of retcon themselves with that. Yeah, they change it up. Which and is then... fine. They didn't know they were brother and sister. It's not really. No, it, it doesn't really deal. change anything, right? You're just like, whatever. It's no. kind of gross. But, but I'm just like... saying that is a big plot line of Empire Strikes Back is their relationship. Them falling in love. So you have yeah. that played against the dark ass background of everything else happening in the movie. It works there's really well. More, there's more things to love in Empire, maybe. Yeah, so for me, number two, obviously, is New Hope. Um, reason being the first act of A New Hope, the pacing is just boring. Controversial, but to me it's kind of That's slow. what I was basically saying, because yeah. the opening sequence is interesting, cool, and all that, but then you're left with R2-D2 and C-3PO for a while, and then you have this fucking space farm boy who's just dicking around. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, I say, and I say boring, just in the means... <laughs> Less that it's 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 less interesting, and we're not really getting anything out of there that they couldn't have just cut out, right? Now, now when you look at it, right? When you look at the, especially the special editions and all the stuff he added to that, the best part of that intro is after you kind of you you're basically just trying to explain to you that Luke is tired of being on this planet, right? And he wants to go out and do space adventures and whatever mm-hmm. and live his life. He really wishes his aunt and then he's out died. there staring at the two suns. And that music and all that shit—that is a visually just jizz-worthy scene. He shouldn't stare at two suns. No, he shouldn't, but he does. No, it's bad for your sight. Stop that. Oh, good thing he learns to use the force. It's like Trump looking at the eclipse. No, but mostly the R two D two. The R two D two three PO piece for me is kind of really what slows down the pacing of this movie and kind of makes it boring. And then there's a few things where I love the droids. I'm still a kid about that, I guess. I, I like could, the droids in the context. Them. I like them yeah. in other scenes and areas, but it just feels like it goes on too long. Cut out five minutes of that and give me, like, cut off of them fucking around, walking around in the desert, and just get me get them to the Jawas for me. That's fine. Or have them more dialogue with the Jawas and stuff, right? The thing I don't like about R2-D2 sometimes is occasionally the dialogue between him and C-3PO is a little clunky because C-3PO has to communicate to the audience what R2-D2 is saying also. Yes. So it comes across in like a, Oh, you sure said it, R2, kind of way. Like, that's kind of like Kenny. Like, yes. Well, that's South Park. Say, South Park can do whatever the fuck they want because they're South Park. But Star Wars R2-D2, should be presented a little bit better. R2-D2 saying something vulgar to C-3PO. Right. A lot of the time. But it's always like, oh, don't say that, you dirty bitch. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's still, it's obviously still a great movie, right? Yes. There's no argument about that. But things if, that... This is like, you we're being forced to complain about these movies, so we have to. Yeah, there's just things like when I sit down and watch that, there's parts of the movie where I'm just like, okay, I'm ready to get to the action part, right? It's like, I feel like a kid watching Ghostbusters because there's like, yeah. as a kid, like I, I the most have... exciting thing was for me to get, it was the library ghost and then getting them to fight Slimer. So like to me, there's like middle stuff there that I still feel like when I watch Star Wars, I'm like, can we just pick up the pace a little bit? I was about to say, I don't have any complaints about New Hope or Empire, but then I thought about the remaster and the job of the hut scene should have been left out. Yeah, that was or unnecessary. They should have not to mention the singing in the Jabba the Hut scene. Also, the other one should have been left out. Oh, in Jedi. Yeah, that ruins it Why? every time. It looks like fucking sock puppets in there singing out of place. The scene in A New Hope oh with God. Jabba. Yeah. Why didn't they cut away? Isn't didn't they put Obaba Fett in that scene like in the background? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, he's that in scene that has the same dialogue as mm. a later scene, basically but that he has with Greedo. Why didn't they so, cut away when he's 
walking behind Jabba, so he's not stepping on his fucking tail. Because where they wanted to put Jabba the Hutt, that was the if only you, spot they no, could No, they could have cut away to something else and then cut back to Han on the have other you side watched, of him. Have you watched the special edition VHSs? Where they show the behind-the-scenes shit And they, and they that, show yeah. him, George Lucas, talking about that, and, and he loses his shit. He's so excited about how the character, oh, he could step up on... I, th- I got the idea where but he could step on Jabba the Hutt's tail because he's pissed at they him. They could have just cut away to something else. Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense to repeat the same scene twice. No, it doesn't, but... <laughs> Jabba already wants him dead. Isn't he going to be pissed off if he steps on his tail? I mean, yeah, but it's Han Solo. That isn't Han Solo's character to be a dick, I think. That's fine, but there's no reaction to it. No, Jabba's, there's not, because Jabba's they... Jabba's like, ow! <laughs> I mean, it looks like shit. Yeah. That whole. Well, yeah, and then he's like, jump. <laughs> it looks awkward as fuck, and it looks like shit, and Jabba the Hutt looks like shit. He looks like shit like he looks in episode They're like, one. Well, uh, we got, uh, we got, uh, CGI, uh, like Jabba the Hutt. one Jabba the Hutt. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't he? He looks like garbage. I don't know, man. But you said he looked like garbage in episode one, too, but isn't it like the oh, same yeah. CGI model? It looks like it, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, they, they did like those back-to-back-to-back to back to back when they did and, the special editions. But doesn't so. Jabba look too small in the new The special also? editions were literally only done by the companies. Like, George Lucas probably wanted to do them, but the companies probably only agreed to do them so there'd be more hype for when the new movies actually came out. Just to re-hype them up well, and get up, new kids into them and shit, basically. The theater, they needed some, some kind of draw, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. They were trying to get my age bracket, because I was born in 91. Well, I want to see the new stuff. Yeah. So they re-release them in theaters. What's new in Empire? A lot of the Wampa scene is yeah. uh yeah, they stuff it's, a little, on. it's little stuff though. It's creatures effects, and then some of the things they did actually well when they didn't entirely throw in new Boba scenes. Boba Fett's voice is redubbed. Yeah, that, and that's fine because right, just I mean, matches with the... Boba Fett's voice. That's been post special edition though. Oh, yeah, that's get... not the original special yeah, edition. Yeah, it was after the previous. Yeah, well, they... that's what I mean. There's like, you know how many editions of Star Wars there are now? Probably four, five, six. I don't know. You have the originals, at least the original special editions. Then you have, I think, I think there's at least four versions now. Then and you have the Disney Plus edition where they have Greedo saying McClunky. Well, there's also one they did between the special edition in the 90s and the Disney Plus one. They did one in like the mid-2000s. They did updates in like 2008 or something for the new releases of the Blu-rays or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the Blu-ray set I have. And the DVDs. Yeah, there's lots of changes. Uh, so <sighs> let's just get to number one here real quick because we've been going on on this and we still got to talk uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. So number one, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. No. What's your number one? Shit, I forgot the name of the other Ewok movie. Oh, your joke <laughs> fell flat because you weren't fucking prepared. <laughs> well, fuck you then. You don't get to talk anymore about it. This, so, this movie is great. The Battle of Hoth. Um, that shit rules. The Wample rules. Um, for the Force Ghost Obi Wan showing up. Hmm. That's badass. Um, Luke using the Force power for the first time to call the lightsaber. That's fucking badass. His fucking lightsaber battle is the best lightsaber battle in Star Wars ever for me. I mean, I don't think that's a hot take to say. Him and Vader at the end. I like their fight in Jedi better. That's fine. I like that one better. I though. just, yeah, I was going to say, overall, Empire Strikes Back, to me, it's like you said, you have this love story going on, 
which is subtle and like they do address like the jealousy thing he's like but that was your brother you know like you know you kind of get some of those things and they don't even realize that yet but do yourselves a favor and look up on youtube the yeah. ancestral realization of han solo yeah. oh that That's fucking what I was just thinking that of. video is amazing yeah yeah they should, yeah, they actually should have mentioned that in the movie, though. Like, didn't you kiss? Me? Oh, never mind. Well, I mean, they they kind of do like later on in a Jedi, but um... <laughs> like I said, somehow I've always so this known... movie also does things like introduces Lando Calrissian, one of my favorite fucking characters. Well, it's it's unique it's too interesting because interesting the way they do him and the way he like betrays them, but then doesn't betray them. They have a good balance here, right? The first movie, and I get it, right? Budget-wise, it's cheap to shoot in the desert. But in this movie, obviously, due to the first one, the budget got beefed way up, right? And not to say that the budget for the first one's terrible. I mean, there's a, I mean, if you look at the amount of work that had to go into building the models and stuff for some of the Death Star sequences and things and the technology they created to shoot all that. But this one, just overall, I just, it's my favorite. It always has been. Even just as a kid, it was like, I don't, you know, when it was just the three, the original it was like, yep, that's the one. The snow speeders, right? You start on a nice planet. You get a awesome space sequences, meteors and all that stuff. You get the introduction of all the bounty hunters and characters in that universe. And then you get to go to the Jetsons planet you get the super, and do some mining. The Super Star Destroyer. Yep, yeah, the Super Star Destroyer, all that stuff, right? Um, obviously, you see your first glimpse of the Emperor... Regardless of it looks like somebody with slabs of lunch meat stuck on their face oh, in the non-special editions. Another, another thing they changed in Empire, they put Ian McDermott in. Yeah, and, I, and I, certain things and like fine. make sense, right? For continuity, I, I don't See, mind stuff like that. I just think it's pointless, all of the changes. I just like the originals for that. I, I'm just not going to make me watch the like. It doesn't bother me, I wouldn't say. But it is another thing like, why don't we just go back and do this to every movie then, George Lucas? No, we shouldn't, I don't think. No. We shouldn't remix every goddamn movie. Well, there's certain things, like, let's say... I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm just saying, even on that, there's still some subtle level of, this isn't what you... This isn't Star Wars anymore. It's not the actual thing. Yeah, but L- Lucas, as the creator, is going to tell you that it's his thing and he was never happy with it. Well, then he doesn't understand art. Well, he does. It's art he... because art becomes property of the consumers not the artist as soon as you're fucking done well pop culture yeah yeah well that's not true. especially for a man who didn't even direct the, his own movies because he just that george lucas will tell you himself he just didn't want to direct him he wanted to see the movies made but he didn't want to do the work <laughs> yeah that's a, that's interesting no but um the ending right i like how they leave you on such a fucking bummer ending too because anyone that's lived real life realizes like Sometimes you're in dark shit for a while. And to me, that's the most realistic. Like, it doesn't give you this fucking fluffy, happy ending. Like, All right, can we talk about the biggest point this movie does? What's that? This has the most iconic movie moment that is misquoted in from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Obi-Wan never told you. No. Yeah. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. Here's the thing, though. First time I watched the Star Wars movies, any of them, I was aware, because of pop culture, that Darth Vader was Luke's father. I never had that, oh shit moment that, oh so many people who are older than me get. And I think a lot of people my age and younger are especially fucked on that. You will never have that cool moment watching Empire Strikes Back and you're like, holy shit, Darth Vader's Luke's fucking dad, dude. Because they probably watched the prequels first. 
Not necessarily. But like, you know what I mean? You I mean, won't have you, that. You can't have that now. It would and be very difficult, right? If I showed my oldest son, if I showed Pete that movie, he would have no clue. Because I haven't talked Star Wars. I mean, but I mean, I've read him a Star Wars book a lot. Yeah, but he doesn't go to school or anything like that. So if he goes to school, let him hang out with some kids his own age, you know, like give him give him a few, two years, and yeah. he, he would know it. He wouldn't be able to watch it, I bet. Well, and that's all the like, when's the appropriate time to show stuff, right? And, you know, it's different for everybody else, so. Yeah. My kids just prefer animation stuff right now. So for me, it's like trying to expose them to other stuff is hit or miss. So, yeah. All right. If you're not done with Star Wars, we're going to pitch a better version. So I'm just going to throw this out there right now. So we're going to pitch the prequel series. Repitch it using most of the same elements, like the same essential essential stuff. How do you make those better? No, we'll go into way deeper detail. There's things I'd like to throw in there. And the same thing with the sequel series. How would you fix those? Or if you would have done them, what would you have done? But we'll come back to that another date and time. Ow. Gotta leave it on a cliffhanger. Like Empire Strikes Back. That's why it's good, jackass. These are my dinner guests. The Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests. The Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests, Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers, Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests, the Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers, Frog Brothers. These are my dinner guests, Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers, Frog Brothers. Shut this off. Shut these all off.